Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to what we're calling the Lower League Look, um, a new podcast that discusses League One, League Two, mainly League Two because that's kind of our backgrounds. Uh, League Two football uh, weekly, hoping to go live soon, but at the minute, just recorded. I have, I'm trying to work out because my camera's reversed. We've got the real GSJ over here at the real yep. GSJ. This is Grant. Grant is. Uh, Accent doesn't match his team. He's a Hartlepool fan, but Grant, let you introduce yourself first. This is where I absolutely make a royal dick of myself here, and I didn't <laughs> expect you to go introduce yourself. I am Grant. Yeah, no, um, I knew that. I'm the, <laughs> the Scottish contingent in this lower league. Look, I don't really know what I'm doing here, to be honest with you, other than just talking nonsense about lower league football. Try to find out little bits and bobs, and yeah, a resident Hartlepool fan. Nice. Then we've got... Uh, Oh, here. I've got to get used to that mirror. So down here we've got at Dizzy Up, the guy. He can explain that at some point because I still don't know what that means. But this is Chris. And Chris is a Bradford fan. And again, his accent doesn't match Bradford. But Chris, off you go. <laughs> no, it doesn't, does it? Uh, I mean, it probably help. I mean, the fact that I'm actually from Leeds as well. And I'm a Bradford fan. Blame my dad for that one. Uh, so Dizzy Up, guy, is all about... Um, it was a ba- uh, Bangkok, well, there still is, uh, Bangkok Goo Goo Dolls. They had an album called Dizzy Up the Girl. It's all, I've just always kept it. So Dizzy Up the Guy has always been my kind of title. But yeah, unfortunately for my sins, I've been a Bradford City fan for 25, 30 years now. But shit you happens. Don't look <laughs> we, yeah, all need well, support, we all need to support shit teams for a long time, don't we? Yeah, man. What it's, it's all about, I, I would say that, but actually that's fucking bullshit, isn't it? You've definitely got a better history than we have. You have at least done well, won trophies. With, we've, we've never won a trophy in our history. It's not something that I can remember. I mean, I mean, I know I'm older than I look, but I can't remember back in 1912, mate. Excuse me. Excuse me. I'll have you know that you can remember the 2013 League Two playoff final against Northampton. We lifted a trophy that day, and we had a parade around the city centre. I do, with and I was there. And, and I was there. there. Oh, I mean, if you're talking was... playoff finals, we won the National League playoff final last year. Yeah, but we're talking I about did, professional yeah. football here, Grant. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> not um, leagues that Ben Men play in. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I think that sort of to give people an outline as to what we're going to do, we're just going to discuss week in, week out what's been going on in League One, League Two. As I say, it'd be mainly League Two, but we'll start to touch on League One, I think, as as Bradford get closer to, to, to being in that league. So in the next couple of months when we're there, it'll be nice to look up and see what we've got to look forward to. Um, same with Grant. Grant will start discussing the National League and, and how that's going to look <laughs> next year when Halifax take their place. Um, and I think the big thing at the minute is, is transfers, isn't it? So... We're in the transfer window. We're right in the middle of it. What day is it? Is it 20th today? Yeah, 20th day recording. Uh, 20th day of recording, but it's not on release day, so you'll forget that. Um, Transfers, teams buying players, loaning players, and I think more importantly, releasing players. Uh, This week, one of the biggest losses to League Two so far, um, Mike Fondop leaving Hartlepool. Do you know what I might... Before we get into that, Chris, before we get into it, I think it's important that we do one thing. And I think we should have, as respect, we should have a a silence. And what I'm going to suggest is the silence we we have is for the same amount of time, a second for every moment that Fondop had in a Hartlepool shirt. Okay, so we'll start that. Now, moving on, um, (laughs) let's just... I'm... I, these guys won't know this year, but the Titanic music will be over that. Fondop. Yes. Um, do you know what, uh, Grant? Please tell us about Fondop because oh, the mean, story mate. you've told us, man, uh, we are obsessed with him. So please <laughs> tell us about Fondop and, and oh, his interview as well. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, I've become obsessed with Mike Fondop this season. He's brilliant. So I mean, he was one of Dave Challoner's signings. Fuck knows what Challoner saw. I know. I mean, some of these. I mean, folks seen him as a great manager. Some of these signings were shit, and Fondop was one of them. I'm Fondop basically became a meme at Hartlepool. Apparently, looking back, he's he was a meme at other clubs he was at as well. Wrexham, and I think we were talking Burton Albion earlier on. He became a bit of a meme with them. I mean, he started off with his <laughs> his interview with his right at the very start. 
he was like, he says, oh yeah, what can we compare you to? And he went, oh, some people have said I'm like Ronaldo, <laughs> a big, powerful player. I like to get in and score goals. And he said, when I was younger, people used to compare me to Messi. I was like a really <laughs> skillful player. And he came on, and I think after a couple of games, Chaloner, he's one of his interviews, he said something along the lines of every time he touches the ball, he gives it to the opposition. He's got a touch of an elephant. And if he keeps up this way, he'll not be playing professional football in a couple of years. I mean, <laughs> the, <laughs> the guy's guy brilliant. He's, he's moment against yourselves away, which led up to the own goal. I've never seen a player jump to get a ball and get smaller. As... He, he literally, and the thing is, it happened right in front of us, didn't it? It yeah. happened right in front of us. We were about eight or nine foot away from it. And I mean, Fondop, he's he's six foot three, six foot four. He's a big lad, really yeah, big lad. He jumped to to challenge. I think I think it was Elliot Watt who. Chris, how, how tall would you say Elliot Watt is? Ah, uh, it's difficult to say. Maybe five ten. Yeah, so Fondop's got a good seven, eight inch on him, um, yeah. and somehow, somehow in the air, <laughs> ended see, up shorter than Fondop's Elliot Watt. Got a good seven, eight inch on him. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, we can't uh, prove it. There's no way of proving that. That's the after. I mean, to be fair, that's the after hours podcast. Is that discussion? I think, uh, we, I think we may have a title for the podcast. Yeah, one of them's got seven or eight inches on him. Uh, but he did. He went. He went from six foot four to five foot eight in yeah. in a jump. But the, but the thing is, he's been released, and 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 Grant, what you were saying earlier on is that it sounds like he's going to Burton. Um, and I don't I, know if he's going to Burton or if it's just the Burton fans just also going and announce Fond up because everyone seems to be doing it just maybe now. Maybe that's what it is, but um, I mean, if he goes to Burton, what the actual fuck? I can't see know? him getting another, I can't see him going another football league club in all seriousness. But can we just I can see him going back to the Burton national. are in League One, Burton yeah. are a league above. There's Plus. no way he's going. To, there's no way he's going to Barton. Barton fans, unless it's, unless it's just purely for the memes. It's just purely because the fans want him there, and it'll be good for morale. And that—that's <laughs> all I can and he'll see. He will sell shirts. He will I sell shirts. Yeah. Well, sell I mean, they've got to give, give him Chris. They've got to give him something to do. So if he ends up working in club shop, he's done well for himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh. He'll sell shirts, yeah, he will, Monday to Friday in club shop from nine to half five. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I mean, obviously we could could literally just do a podcast all night on Fondop and we we would quite happily do it also, but we've got to... We've got to let go until he signs for Bradford. And when he signs oh. for Bradford... And do you know what? If he does do, oh. I promise you, I will oh. buy a shirt with Fondop on the back. Yes. That is, that I promise you, I will. If he if he does it, you have to just get opportunities with him in that big daft chicken costume. What big daft... What? What's a daft chicken costume? costume. I don't own a big daft chicken costume. (laughs) Remember this. Yes. Um, But uh, on the Fondop situation, sticking with Hartlepool, you also lost another player this week, Grant. Um, (laughs) And I'd like to discuss with you, Grant, how did you you find out about where your other player that you lost this week had gone? Oh, well, I found this out from you, didn't I? Found out about... <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> found, oh, out about so Matty, happy. found out about Matty Daly. Oh. Honestly, I was I was shocked the way that it all turned out. Like, Obviously, I heard that he'd been released. Not released, he'd been recalled by Huddersfield because of injuries, illness to the squad. And then, well, ah, fair enough. And then the next thing, I get a message from you going, what's Matty Daly like? <laughs> Man, ah, he's all right. How have you used interest in him? He went, no, he's signed. Ah, fucking hell! This was, this was twenty-four hours after he'd been recalled. Like it was literally twenty-four hours after he'd left Hartlepool. It wasn't a few days, a week. It was just literally within hours. It was mad. I mean, it, it was, was a mad, weird. mad situation. Yeah, it was. It was because obviously where uh, Graham Lee's come out and he said 
you know, we were told that he was coming back to Huddersfield because he was injured and we wanted to look at him. And then within, what, 24 hours, he's at Bradford, which, I mean, what was it? No, he, say he was injured. He said they had, um, Huddersfield had injuries. Oh, I thought, I, thought, I thought he'd said that, that, that uh, he was injured. No, he uh, said they uh, had injuries. Um, so there was a view fitting them back into the first team. Which okay. kind of makes it look a bit worse because if it had been he's got a niggling injury, it would have made sense for them to recall him, have a look, send him to someone local so that he's close. If something needs to be done, he don't, he can still report back to Huddersfield daily. But for them to say, uh, we've got injuries and we need him to cover and then do that is a, it's a strange one. But yeah, I mean... Funny. The reports from Graham Lee, what Graham Lee said in the interview in the, our game against Carlisle, um, he said along the lines of it was injuries, he got called back. He then played a training game with Huddersfield, or played a game with them. A manager said he wasn't up to scratch. He was looking to send him back out on loan again. And then he had a chat with the Huddersfield manager and he said he wasn't going to tell him the club, so he assumed he was going to go to a, a League One club because the quality of player that he is. And then... Which, may, which would make sense. Next, to be next thing, he ends up at... Uh, Bradford, which was, I think, a surprise to everyone. I mean, I think he has gone to a League One club. The The issue is, at the minute, we're just getting there. He's a game you know, we're we're towards, getting there. To, to, me, the playoffs. to me, and obviously, we, we don't know. No one knows the ins and outs. We don't know what's happened. We don't know why he's come to Bradford. But, but to me, that looks like... Obviously, great, since Graham Lee's taken over at Hartlepool, he's got less game time, hasn't he? He's not been... A first yeah. team player week in week out, and I think under Challoner he was he was more of a, a starter. Yeah, I think, it's a, I think it's a place that we have a lot of players. I Hartlepool have a lot of centre midfielders, in, and it's difficult to give them all as much game time. And I think we're favouring our own our own players that we have permanently rather than someone they've got on loan. So you're probably thinking that Matty Daly's not getting the game time that he needs. And that's probably part of the caveat of him going to Bradford, that he'll get more game time. And, I mean, I don't. again, we don't know what's going on, but Chris, what do you think on that? Because we we also have a lot of competition in that in, in midfield from from wingers across the, the centre. Does that say to you that there's someone going? Do you think that the club, uh, maybe not someone going, but do you think they're expecting something? Because I know they've said that they've had no concrete bids, they've had no actual interest in the players that obviously everyone expected, I think, at the moment, was Elliot Watt and Charles Vernon. They were the two that people thought were going to be gone by the end of January. Um, what, what, you know, we've still got them. Do you think that that's in Derek Adams' mind? Do you think it's in the club's mind? No, I don't. I, I think that obviously the problem is for City is, I mean, uh, we look at the XG and I, to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of XG. I think it's absolute fucking bullshit. Um, and we are, you know, very much near the top of the table for the XG and we do not score the goals. We do not have enough players in midfield that score goals. We don't. That's, that is complete truth. Um, I think the fact that he's already got seven goals for Hartlepool this year, I think that's league and cup, um, says to me that obviously he has that potential. I mean, you look at... Um, Walker, for instance, I know I know he was kind of playing more up front on Saturday, but you look at the the quality of what he he had. I think that we need that. It just looked a little bit different. I feel that these set of players that we've got currently are in a bit of a rut. I'll, I'll say it. Um, I think we need to move on a few of them. So for me, I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy for, for you know to bring him in. Um, and see what he can do. Um, I don't think anybody will move out. I, I, I don't. I don't. I'd be very disappointed if um, Vernon goes out. I really would. I think that he can still form. I mean, let's be fair. Let's be fair to like if he could shoot. If he was, he, I mean, he had a championship. Well. Like, he'd be a championship player, though. He would. He's, He's got he, everything think, else to his game, but he's he's fucking terrible sometimes on you know in front of goal, and he is. And you know, anyone wants to debate that with me, you know where I am. Send me a, a message. 
But I do think that we need more clinical finishes in the team. You know, you've got you know, Callum Cook who, who claims that he's going to score 10 goals a season and has got what? Has he got one? Has he got two? You know, Elliot Watt, how many has he got? One or two. Vernon, how many has he got? I think he's probably got about four. I think I think Vernon went through a, a period, didn't he? Though that this was the thing, Vernon went through a period in uh, earlier this season when Angle was out injured. We were playing week in week out with Vernon, sort of playing quite high. We had Gilead on the other side playing quite high, and we had Cook playing up alone. And you know, two or three games in a row, Vernon was by far the best player on the pitch, he and was. he was and he was, but he was scoring as well. Uh, I'm not too sure on that one, to be honest with you, mate. Um, I think, I think he, I think he was, you know, he was a good forward. But I tell you what, I mean, what was the game that he scored in? Was it the Mansfield game where he scored an absolute beauty uh, from the edge of the area? But for me, Vernon cannot. He's not great in front of the goal. So we need players that can. I mean. Hate to go back to the glory days, but you look at kind of players like Beagree, you look back at Lawrence. Um, they it's chalk and cheese, isn't it? Though that you, you've, you've got those two players were <laughs> Premier League players, and I think you, we, we're in League Two and we, we, we know where we are. We know that, I mean, as a club, people look at us and they go, Oh, Bradford get 14,000 at home, Bradford get 15,000. They sell this many season tickets, they've got a massive ground. They should be higher, but those things, you know, we are where we are because we deserve to be where we are. Yeah, and we absolutely do, and I completely agree with that. And I've never for one, you know, day said, all right, we should be, you know, I mean, personally, we we should be in the championship. We should be, but we're not. We're not because the club isn't there um, and the football isn't there. However, I don't think that, and you're right, and I do get what you're saying about Vernon. I understand that. However, personally, I genuinely believe that Charles Vernon, if he could score goals, he would not be in league team. He would not. Obviously, the big rumour for you guys just now, I don't know what the status of it is just now, is Georgie Kelly. He's gone to Rotherham. Has he yeah, gone signed, to Rotherham? They, signed for they, Rotherham. Apparently signed, sealed, delivered. And that, I think that was I've always... Anything, a, a... I've not seen anything confirmed in the Rotherham socials, but is that what they're saying, Vines? Uh, yeah, I can't remember where I've read it. Um, I'll, I'll find it now. But yeah, apparently so. He, uh, yeah, he signed. He's gone for Rotherham. Which, which, I mean, do you blame him? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I, I, I'm, gonna, I'm yeah, I'm going to be honest with this one. He's not going to be in the first team. He's going to have to work his heart. You know, he's going to have to work hard. If he'd have come to us, he would have been in the first team. Um, yeah, he would. He would. But if he's got if he's got that self belief, if he's got that self belief and he thinks he can do it, then he's going to want to try himself at the highest level. Because here's the thing: he's still if he goes to Rotherham this season and he spends the next six months at Rotherham or the, you know however long, and it doesn't work, there's still going to be offers from League Two, and they'll be ready. Yeah. They'll be ready to deal with a loan deal out on him. Obviously, yeah. not 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 for the rest of the season. Once the window closes, you're looking at Rotherham. Top four team just now scored forty five this season. Yeah, you're tightening out of the back. They conceded one of the fewest amount of goals in League One. Yeah, it's, I don't think you'll get in the first team at Rotherham. Personally, I, I think Rotherham are fan, a fantastic this, unit this season. And this is why I don't get it, Grant. It's like um, honestly, seriously, I'm not just saying this because of Bradford. Um, why? You know, the thing is, he could do all that at Bradford prove himself and then he could get the move to you know the championship or wherever it's a big risk uh, it's a big risk for a player coming from the irish league oh, over. and it is and it absolutely is and, and at rotherham you know he's not gonna get those opportunities and so he's just, just, out. just so. on that guys just on that so uh, i read it earlier and i don't know where i've read it because looking now it maybe hasn't been confirmed it's i think some people are saying that it has been confirmed, but Rotherham's managers basically come out. Uh, Paul Warren's come out and said that unless he sells a striker or releases a striker, he's not signing George Kelly. I was going to say, because I've not seen it on their socials oh. at all to show that it's confirmed. Interesting. Interesting. Um, it, I, I do I mean, think the League Two clubs, are, as, as you said, um, Chris, a big, a 
it's a big thing to move over from the Irish Premier League over and go straight into a League One team. Yeah, and especially uh, where you know he's not going to get a game. He's not going to get a game, is he? Yeah, I mean, um, yeah. So, so, so obviously on on Twitter, it's yeah. The the thing is that apparently he has signed. Their manager's saying that he hasn't, but apparently he has. And yeah, I mean, we'll see in the coming days. But I think the thing with him is we we've done this before. I mean, we've signed from non-league. Chris, we've we've brought in players that were prolific in non-league and well, not the Irish leagues, but I mean, the the standard is got to be James Hansen. I mean, James Hansen's a good, great example. It is a great example, but we've also probably signed a lot more that have failed than the ones that have succeeded. James Hansen succeeded. Uh, Michael Balding, you know, was a, a, it's a completely yeah, but, different. It's a completely yeah. different level, isn't it? You can bang in 20, 30, 40, 50 goals and your SVM in the league, if that's what it's still called now, but yeah. stepping up to stepping up to come into your league one to even the national league taking that step up, it's a totally yeah. different game, a totally yeah. totally different game. I completely agree, Grant. And it's like we had Ross Hanna, who's got you know Matt Lock, he scored was it fifty goals in the season? In a season, like, it was unreal for them. Yeah, and and do you know what? He's a great guy, is Ross. Um, I got a lot of time for him. He's a very lovely guy, but he just didn't quite work at the club um but like you, t- you talk about michael balding Ma- mansfield was still in the you know league two when when we signed him after his yeah they were relegated weren't they though they got relegated and i think that's why yeah they, they, they did but he was still in league two and he scored 21 goals that season and obviously part of the deal was to bring his brother who never scored a league goal and yeah um, his brother, his brother followed him everywhere, didn't he? It was like when you when you go to play out when you're younger oh. and your mum goes, "Look, take your brother with you, get him I'm, out of here." I'm going to blame that one on Julian Rhodes again because, yeah. <laughs> good, well, he, good, um, luck, good luck to the guy though if he's going in, if he's going to Rotherham. I hope yeah, he's do well. I, I, I hope his name pop up in the score sheets, and it'll be good to see because, yeah, it'd be interesting to see Rotherham back up there. I think they're going to secure a playoff spot this season anyway, regardless. I mean, they're a proper yo-yo team. They are a yo-yo team. They yeah. always go up and they always come back down. You know, I mean, they're, they're a stepping they're, stone. They are they're pretty much the Norwich any team. Any player. Yeah, the Norwich of the Premiership are over them. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. Um, just a point, Grant. Do you know where Rory Balding ended up? Where? Falkirk. He ended up at Falkirk. There's another <laughs> did, one. Did he really? He ended Jesus. up at Falkirk. He went, he went from us to Accrington. Um, then he went to Livingston, scored 11 in 25 at Livingston. Wow. Um, then went to Kilmarnock, Dundee, Falkirk, and then finished his career. I say finished his career. He finished his career seven years ago at the age of 26 at Livingston. Wow. My my favourite thing about Livingston is what their stadium is lovingly known as because it's the Tony Macaroni Arena, right? <laughs> So everyone, yeah, everyone. Chris, Chris is googling it. Chris is like, no, great. that's not real. So everyone, everyone up here calls it the spaghetti had. Oh, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh. The design, the designer outlet's right next door to it, so you can stand in the top floor of the car park of the designer outlet and you can watch the game watch from the it. games. Oh, what, was, what was the Scottish team that came from nowhere? Gretna. Uh, Gretna. Yes, it was, wasn't it? And then went and they, then went bust, didn't they? they basically, they done a Russian and diamonds. Yeah, oh yeah, do you remember Rushton and Diamonds? Yeah, of course, yeah. They, they beat us, they, they, they beat us in the, uh, well, it, it wasn't the Johnson's Paint, it was before that, what was it called before that? It was the LDV Vans. LDV Vans. LDV was, Vans yeah. Trophy, oh yeah. Yeah, uh, Rushton and Diamonds beat us, um, I remember, I'm sure it was at home, and I remember it going to extra time and them scoring an absolute world I think you're right there, I think you are right. Yeah, I remember doing... I remember doing the championship manager, 0102 save with Russian and Diamonds. You started off with like two and a half million. Yeah. yeah. And you were just unstoppable. Do you know a random fact about Russian and Diamonds, by the way? They had on the corner of their stadium, they had a Doc Martin's um shop. Really? Yeah, they had a yeah. Because the owner was a 
yeah, the, the owner was the owner of Doc Martens and they they had on the corner. Please tell me if I'm wrong, anybody who listens in, but I'm pretty sure this is right, that they used to have a Doc Martin shop on the corner. That's interesting. That's very interesting. Um, <laughs> well, it's like, it's like Leighton Orient. Leighton Orient have got university blocks in every corner. Yeah, and the, yeah. the the people that live in yeah. those university blocks look out of the windows under the pitch, and I mean that's yeah, that's great. So um, looking on transfers, back onto transfers. Obviously, we've we've we've, we've spoke about Bradford, we've spoke about Hartlepool's outs. So who have you guys brought in? Have you brought anyone in, Grant? Uh, we brought in uh, a boy Carver. Um, we brought him in from again lower leagues. Scored an absolute ton of goals. He's featured in the last two games for us. Taken off in the 60th minute, 70th minute for Cullen. I am again. He's looked fairly sharp, but I think he's again just adjusting to the league, and it'll take a bit of time from to to bed in. But we can't afford someone to be bedding in just now. We need someone that's going to score goals. Is that, is that the only one you brought in? Only one that I can think of that we've brought in. Yeah. Um, you guys have got. Uh, we've got. Pff, we need spend. Lee, Lee Turnbull. Need spend. Lee Turnbull making your signings, haven't you? At the minute, he's he's your recruitment. He's our recruitment guy. Apparently, we've got money that's been held over from Challoner. Um, that was money for, that was held back apparently from Dave Challoner. Um, because the the chairman didn't believe his heart was in it for the long term, and money that's came in for a couple of players. So how right he was just as well. See, just got to see right. Just got to see what happens. Yeah, interesting well, one. I've been interesting one. I've been looking at transfer wise is Harry Vaughan. The boy uh, from yeah, Oldham. I, was, I was just reading that there because yeah. I saw what you, you'd sent. And that... Harry Vaughan from Oldham had a bid set in for the reportedly two hundred grand from Burnley. They rejected it. Rejected what? it. They rejected yeah, yeah. it. I am, um, and apparently Burnley are set to come in with an improved offer for him. Coming in, I don't know what it's going to be, but QPR also sniffing about him as well. Do you want to know why surely, I don't think he'll go anywhere? Surely, surely, Oldham can't say no to that. They, they can. Do you want to know why they can? Because their the owner's selling. Because he's selling. I was going to say, my Lucy's a cunt. <laughs> I mean, no, it doesn't work like that, though, too, because he's going to sell him and then he'll sell the club. So that, yeah, but the, but the money that he gets for him won't benefit him personally at all. So by keeping, essentially, he's not going to gain anything by selling that player. He's not. He's not going to gain anything by keeping that player. And essentially, it's an asset, isn't he? it's an asset in that sense. It puts value on the club because whoever yeah. comes in, they've then got the option to sell. But it also puts him in a position where, from the fans' perspective, the fans that have turned on the owner, he's, the, he's not going to be the owner that sells their best player the new guys that come in are going to have to make a really tough decision. See, see, uh, I, I don't I, think the benefit's there for yeah, him. I mean, I, I still think that Bahambulo is their best player. Um, I mean, best players, yes, but I mean, most valuable. It's it's like I when you look at... Bahambulo is, I, I mean, I, I'll be honest, I mean, like, didn't he have a trial with Middlesbrough in the summer? Uh, nearly went awesome. there. Um, he's obviously had issues, but he loves a club, apparently. That's you know that that's his thing. Um, but it'd be interesting to see what happens with both of those players. To be honest, over January, I would expect that both of them will leave the club in January. However, I understand what you're saying, um, and we'll see what goes. Really, I don't know the contract status of them is though. That's the thing for them. Yeah, because if they get con- if they've not got long left in the contract, surely they've got to cash in on them because. They'll, they'll lose them in the summer because I, I can't see Oldham staying up. But but would you, as a as a as, as a Burnley, if you knew a player was out of contract in six months, would you drop 200, 250, 300 grand on a League Two player? Yeah, because they're Premiership. And, mm. and the thing is, that's, that, that is hittings for them, isn't it? You know, um, and they've... Am I right in thinking that Burnley have just got new owners and they've got a fair bit of money, apparently? They, well, they, um, just just on his contract, he's contracted till the end of next season, and they've got uh, all of them have got the option for a further year. So they've potentially well, so got two and a half the years. Seat, then they're in the driving yeah. seat. Then so all they're going to do is they're going to pipe up the the price, and too fair to him, 
I hope so, because do you know what? I, I love Oldham. I do. I've got a lot of time for Oldham. I always remember him in the Premiership, mm-hmm. Andy Ritchie. Um, and what's happening to them at the moment is disgusting. It it's really awful. is. It's really yeah. bad to see. It it's is. really it's... bad to see. I support the fans and what they're doing 100%. Yeah, I do. I do. I support them all. You know, they, they, they're absolutely right. And, you know, you, you imagine it in your own club. You imagine what's going on for them, guys. Um, and it looks like sadly they are going to be national league next year. And I think you see if they drop if they drop out of this league international, it, you'll be the same situation that it was with us. I think they'll be there for a good four or five years. Yeah, it's I think they'll have to rebuild. Risk. They'll have to start again. Not not start again the club, but they'll have to start from scratch and and try and build something to get out of that league. They don't have the squad now that if they main, even if they maintain this entire squad, they don't have what it takes to bounce back up. Yeah, look and at South got, End. Look at South End. Yeah. This is what I was going to say. Do you know you've got you've got a lot of like these league teams that are fucking struggling big time in the national league. Uh, I mean, look at Stockport for instance. They they went down and went down again. Um, we were playing them in the fucking championship in 1996, you know, and a lot of these clubs, I mean, I look at York City for fuck's sake, like, you know, they're still in the Northern Premiership, uh, nowhere near the conference yet. And these kind of clubs that I don't, it's just mismanagement. It's, it's awful to see. I don't want to see, honestly, I genuinely would never want to see any club go out of business. It's, or just you know, just get fucked up like that. I, it, it's horrible. It is. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's we've been good. there, haven't we? We've 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 been there. Yeah. We've when, when I say been there, we we've we've been mismanaged. You know, don't get me wrong. The mismanagement that we had sort of the first time round was possibly the best time in the club's history. It, it was a it was a massive gamble that that paid off for a season, um, and then sort of snowballed the second season. And I think, you know, the chairman made a lot of mistakes and that, you know, that ultimately led to 2004, the, the, the first Save Our City appeal. I think then you 2006, we, we had it we twice had, in we three had, years. We had the same. We had the same. So we had just when we were going down, we had this, so IOR sold us up. Um, and this guy, Gary Cox, all came in. This young lad swinging his knob about from Essex came up. Running the club, and we all the fans done basically their own investigation into it and found out that he was running everything from this Italian restaurant hairdressers thing called Luigi's. And he was just a crook. He said he owned a, like a recruitment company in Dubai. He went onto his website, and it was like it was all it was just it was crap. And he was and just a crook. And then they brought in big fat Dave Jones, you know, old Cardiff, Cardiff manager, manager yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. he he just came in and ruined the club. Ruined it. Um, you seen the fate that old famous interview when Jeff Stellan lost his rag on Soccer Saturday, just saying, yeah. "Look, leave, resign now." Everyone had, everyone went in hard on Jeff for that for calling out a manager. But you can't, you can't stand by and watch a club go through things like that. And I think it's same, the same way that the Oldham fans are doing. You, they can't stand by this. No, and, and then they're not. And the good thing is they're not. And what they've been quite smart with is how they've done it. They've still been going to away games but by boycotting home games the club has minimal income but what they've then done is they've invaded the pitch at most of their away games which has cost the owner 10 grand so that's what they've worked out it costs the owner in 10, 10 grand in fines every time they do it so yeah. every time they play away from home their owner's got to pay essentially their owner at the minute is having to pay 10 grand for his team to play away Every game. They, they didn't invade our pitch. Like, they didn't do it ours. We, I think we were the first game, first away game they had this season, wasn't it, at Oldham for us? I think it was our first home game, Chris, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. 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 We won 2-1. Um, but, there, but, there's, but there's other clubs as well. I mean, like, um, Stevenage, I saw something on Twitter. Now, I apologise if this isn't the complete truth, but I'm going to I'm gonna talk about the story. So, uh, there was a fan who, I'm sure it was Stevenage. Was it Stevenage? Uh, yeah, so apparently he'd been uh, accused of being involved in a fracas um, and the club banned him and two or three other fans. Um, and Stevenage as well, That it sounds like they're having a shit time as well. And, it, you know, sometimes it, it's easy for us guys, you know, I, I think that we're in, you know, City, I'm not going to comment on the ownership, 
because I won't. Um, but it's very difficult for a lot of clubs. And, and this is where, again, where the EFL has to pick up on this because there is, even still, even with, you know, the, the fit and proper uh, ownership thing, it's not fucking happening, is it? Because no. we have seen this far too much. There should be no reason why some guy who, who is in a fucking Italian shop is owning a football club. Why are they not doing that? Why are they not looking oh, at the football clubs? By the way, speaking of Stevenage, what result for them on Tuesday? I can't they, remember what was it. What was it? What did they do? They beat Crawley 2 1. Nice. A cracking yeah. result for them. Cracking it's, result um, for them. It's, it's a yeah, phenomenal results. And I think just before we move off of clubs that have gone into you know bad, bad times, one bit of sort of I suppose light on those situations is have you all heard the news about Bury? No. no. So obviously Bury no. were expelled from the league. They went out of business. Um, they've actually, Bury NBC, which is, the, I think, the club that was set up by the fans, they've agreed a deal and they've bought back big, bought back Gig Lane. Fantastic. So they've got the ground. They've Fantastic. bought the ground back. Um, Dale was the worst owner of the lot. Yeah. He was the yeah. worst Horrific. Um, so yeah. essentially, uh, yeah, December, the government has a, a community ownership fund and the government foot, uh, foot up one million. And Brilliant. then the uh, Bury MNC, oh, that'd be, no, that'll be Bury Council, MBC, is, is, is the council. Um, they foot up 450 grand. So one and a half million has been put up Fantastic. by the government, by the council. They own well done, the lane again. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look at, I mean, we could talk about councils, Chris, because we've had it with Bradford. It's we having having let's two. Not, not. <laughs> well, no, I mean, I think it's important to look at like having two, obviously different sports, but having two successful-ish clubs in different sports in Bradford. We had Bradford Bulls, we had Bradford City. Obviously, Bradford Bulls now are, I won't say, a successful rugby league team. They're not. They've, they've massively declined, but at the time, because they were in the top league. The council gave them everything. They, I think they bought the ground for them when they had troubles. Whereas we went into two administrations and they didn't they didn't want anything to do with us until we got to that playoff final or the cup final under Parkinson. And all of a sudden they were like, have a ceremony on City Hall steps and this and the other. And I, I still to this day, obviously I know that no one who's at the club now was involved in that back then. But who I still it? to this day think the club should have just gone, nah. Get gone. Who is it that's got the ownership of Giggling? Is it the fans or is it the council and they're giving them as a peppercorn and it is like a peppercorn rent? So let's have a look. Um Yeah, no, no, the club. The club. So they're called oh, Bury Established 1885. They're called EST 1885, the club. So that's they've the Phoenix given, Club. Yes, so they've been given exclusivity to buy back both the club and Giggling. So they actually don't oh. just own Giggling, they own Bury and all its history. Is this going the same way it's that Darling, the Darlington have went? Yes. And Rangers, and Rangers essentially Rangers as well. Rangers and Darlington are the same because as much as every Celtic fan hates it, Rangers are the same club. So, mate, so are we. We're, that, yeah. It's the same as what happened to us. The company that ran Bradford City back then is no more. It's a, yeah. it's a, gone, it's a dissolved company. It's a new company. We are the same. I think we are... But obviously, we're established 1903, but the company behind it is is either 2004 yeah, or 2007. Yeah. It's one or the other. But yeah, yeah no, looking here. Um, but the good thing is the administrators wouldn't speak to anybody else other than 1885. They gave full Brilliant. Right you know what? Their... Good, can, good. I just, can I just say that that is, that's fucking ace? Because yeah. you know what? Them, you know, the Berry fans have gone through so much shit you know, and, and they've lost their club because of mismanagement, not because of, yeah. you know, the, the fact that they support their team. And I tell you what, this is going to be a start. And I, I tell you what, I can't wait. I hope Barry will be back up because, you know yeah. what, it, they deserve it. The fans deserve it. And Proper I'm team. so glad they've got Giggling back. I really yeah. am. So the, the deal's set to be complete this month, um, fully completed. All the money's been approved. Everything's there. There's no, there's nothing. There's not even no one. I could, I, if I personally had 10 million now and went to the administrators and said, I'll give you 10 million. They, they've got a contract that states that only, you know, 1885 have got the, the rights to buy the club. So they, they can't touch it. So it's going through. And yeah, whatever league they're in, I don't know. It's, they start, I think, next season, don't they? Don't they start again next season? 
Or is it this season that no, they've started? No, they're already in because they they played. Oh, they have. I've, I've watched highlights. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've watched they, highlights. I think the top of the table. I want to say I, I'm probably completely wrong, um, but they they they've been they've got um, is it Tom Greaves? I want to say that used to play for FC Man United. Um, I think I think Tom Greaves is is playing for him, but I think they're smashing a fair few teams. And do you know what? Um, I think I think Steeton didn't they get something like um, nearly a thousand fans? And Steeton is uh, basically a, a a town just outside of um, a Skipton, really. Um, it's, it's it's essentially part of Bradford, theoretically, isn't it? But it's not. It's just on, it's just on the outskirts, but it's it's kind of probably more craven, I think. Um, has it got, it's got a, has it got a Bradford postcode? I think it, that's the thing. The, the, the postcode goes has. so far. No, no, I don't think it does. I don't think it does. Yeah, they, they they played against Berry and and it went really well. So um, there's a big earner for Steeton, and also you know their fans are just going along to all the games. It's fantastic, and yeah, I'll just end it with I, I really hope the best for them. You know they they deserve it. I mean, you imagine for for, for any of us what our team, you know, going out of business would be like. Oh, um, awful. fucking shit. So it's, good luck to Barry. Yeah, brilliant. Um, no, good it, news. It, I like I like that. It looks like um, I'm just I'm actually just reading their website now, and it looks like they're not just taking the history. It looks like they're taking the club for as it is. So they're essentially going from they're not going to be established 1885. They are going to move and become bury exactly as they were when Excellent. they were expelled from the league so right. it's like right. a continuation and and the good thing is you look at it now and it doesn't say that they're a former or they're a they were uh, an english football league club it the says that F- well it says now a dormant so it's, it's, it's essentially saying they're there they're just asleep waiting to be woken up and right. it's happening Chew, I, think that, I think that do you know what i think that that sums everything up today in it that you know we've heard that news I'll tell you what, I'm really, really chuffed for Berry. They deserve that. Uh, any Berry fans out there, listen, we there's rivalries, we know that, but I'll tell you what, I fucking miss going to Gig Lane, you know, getting yeah. yourself back up there. And, you know, I don't want any club to go under because of the fans. I don't. I, I, I You know, it must be the most horrific thing to know that your team, that you support, that you go watch every week... I've gone out of existence and oh, fucking awful, man. Fucking I mean, awful. if I if if I did have to pick a club to test it on, it would be Leeds or Huddersfield. I'm just saying. <laughs> I still would, mate. You know what? No, I'm joking. Right yeah, you, you'd be <laughs> Huddersfield right now. Let's face it, Leeds already did that anyway in the 1920s when they were Leeds City and they were done for yeah. uh, financial irregularities. So they've already been done for it. And they've. I uh, weren't there, mate. I was busy that day. Insert transition. <laughs> yeah. Um, just on just one thing I want to touch while we're on the Leeds point, Chris, because you'll you'll you know who this guy is. I we've got a we've got a history with this guy. He played against us the last time we played Leeds when they went one 0 up in the eighty third minute. I think it was thanks to thanks to his goal. Um really Matt Smith. Oh, no, Matt, Matt Smith. No, did Matt Smith get sent off? No, I'm pretty sure it, it was either it was either Wood or Smith that scored for them. Um it was Billy Sharp. It was Billy Sharp who scored. No, it won't. No, no, it won't. I promise you. Uh, if I'm wrong, I apologise. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell you. It was. It was either Smith or or Wood. Um, but essentially, uh, no, it was Smith. Eighty second minute. It was Matt Smith. Um, okay. He scored against us. Eighty second minute, and then in the eighty fourth minute, Billy not equalised, and in the eighty sixth minute, James Hansen won it for yeah, us. Yeah, we, um, we need to mention that, don't we? We we do, we do need... need to mention that. But what we also need to mention is he's just signed for Salford. Has he? Ooh. Yes. Fucking now, hell, how many strikers are they going to have? He, oh well, mate. I mean, they've got one that's currently sitting out a three match ban, aren't they? Yeah, but he's, I mean, they they literally, you know, they, they've got him, they've got the guy, I've forgotten his name, he got sent off, they had um, um, Tom Elliott, they've got um, the guy who used to play for us from QPR, what was his name oh. again? Um, fuck's sake. Do, do you want a list of the strikers? Do you, are you ready I, for this? Are you ready? Yeah, go on. Right, okay, here we go. Salford City, let's have a look. Current players, are you ready? First team squad. Forwards, we have got Tom Elliott, Ashley Hunter, 
Absolutely, Matt yeah. Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, Connor Mc... I hate names with Mc... I hate names with Mc... You know, we wanted him before um, Raw, by the way. We wanted him before Raw. Anyway, carry on. Ah, well, I mean, that worked out, didn't it? Um, then they've got Armida... Armida... Another... Him who got sent off on Saturday. No, it's not. Oh, it's, not. it's not. It's Tom not. Brandon because... that got sent off, wasn't it? No, Thomas Asante. Thomas is Bra- he was Brandon, Brandon Thomas Asante. You know what? Um, he was brilliant. He was brilliant. He was he phenomenal. I was worried about right up until that point where he got sent off. I was very, very worried. Um, he was quality. They've also got. Uh, why do? Why can't they just sign players that are just like called Dave Jackson and stuff like that? Why who's have they got to go? That, Mamadou Touré. Why? Why Who's the guy who played for us and he's gone to them and and nearly scored uh, an equaliser one on one. What on Saturday? Yeah, I mean uh, to be to be fair, they've got loads of strikers on their books. They're not exactly firing all cylinders, are they? Mm. Gary Boy, boring. Yeah, I mean, that, that, he does he does play very boring football, does Gary Boy? As a you know, across the, you're talking about Josh Morris, by the way. No, um, I'm not talking about Josh Morris. I'm not talking about Josh Morris. I'm talking about um, the guy who came on in the second half, about 85th minute. As a, as a forward, yes, he had what a one on one. He had a one on one opportunity. Um, I can't see it. Not not that's come on as a. Uh, do you know what? I want to touch on. I want to touch on red cards. You were saying red cards. The boy um, for Salford gets sent off against you. Scored then gets sent off. Yeah, have you? Have you? It can't be as good as the sending off for Lucas Kovalad. <laughs> Should we? Do you know what? Shall, what I, shall, I, shall, shall I find it? And, shall I find it and screen on screen it so we can, oh, we can screen, on, screen on screen this? Ote, sorry, Ote. Ote. Oh yeah, that's that's the one I couldn't say. Ote. Yeah. Yeah, Ote. he came on claim on loan to us. Yes, sorry. Um, right, anyway, carry on, Grant. Carry on. Support, let's but, yeah, let's get this. Let's get this view of Lucas Kovalad. This sending off. I don't know if he's. He's a Brazilian keeper. Came up from Torquay last season. Scored. Oh yes. Scored in the last. Uh, scored in the last minute in the playoff final. He did. And yeah. was given it Billy Big Bollocks and goals for the penalty shootout. Um, we all know how that finished. I won't go too much into that. But then he got a deal to Port Vale. First game of the season. I think it was the first game of the season. Sent off. I mean, if and then, just the point, if you do score, score as a goalkeeper, you are going to milk it and give it Billy Big Bollocks. Oh, I mean, it was, so, it was I, some I, header. Remember you, I remember you in that game. And uh, we, so, Chris, to give you some context, like we've got a group chat with a, there's me. I'm literally there's one or two English, three English people in this group. And um, everyone else is Scottish. And Grant was with his dad watching the game. And we were all in a, a live group call, but Grant wouldn't join. And uh, we were all watching it, and we were we were buzzing. We wanted Hartley to come up, and when that goal went in, we were all like, "Oh, this is brilliant!" This because like we were just like we can imagine him on the floor at this very moment. And the thing is, it's I know horrible. you're on the floor. I know you're on the floor, Grant, because your mum sent me a video of you on the floor. Oh, aye. It was. It was. Done. I mean, it was the header was phenomenal. That he scored. It was very similar yeah. to the one that Allison scored for Liverpool. The man's a lunatic. Here oh, we, wait, go. Wait, we go. Look at it. Oh, what the hell? He doesn't even need to do that, does he? Oh let's my just, god! Let's just try and catch that. On oh, it's. Oh my god! He's literally catching the ball and he jumps and he puts his oh, foot. That's wow. that is one hundred. Yeah, that's that's wow. ridiculous. So he got sent off for that, then, yeah. Yeah, straight, straight red. Oh, he should. There's, I mean, no, like, he... there's no doubt in his ability as a keeper. I think he's a great keeper. But... He is. He was for talking, talking. You talk to talking fans; they loved him last year. They, you know, they said that he came from nowhere, uh, yeah. and he was phenomenal. Um, and there's no, but... there's no. I, I can see why Daryl Clark took him over. I, I, but can you keep a keeper like that? Yes. Because he's second keeper, is he second red this yeah. season? He's going to get, was that a three match ban that he's going to get yeah, for now? Grant, I always like a goalkeeper who's a bit, you know, fucking, who is like that. I know he's kind of, but I just find them there. thing is, know, that's not going to be, that's not going to be his last red card for them. No, no, true, true. 
But I mean, two I straight think, reds in a, in a season for a goalkeeper. You want a goalkeeper who's going to be there, be consistent all the time. The, the thing with it is, and here's, here's my point, right? All I think he was doing, he, he's a Port Vale player, and he thought, I'm going to look back through Port Vale's goalkeepers and see what they did. And he was just trying to emulate Stuart Tomlinson. And Stuart Tomlinson was a Port Vale goalkeeper who went on and signed for the WWE as a wrestler. Unfortunately, when he typed in Stuart Tomlinson on YouTube, the wrong clips came up. He didn't type in Stuart Tomlinson football. He just, you know, and I can make an excuse for him, and I think that's what it's got to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's fucking incredible. But just on that point, one thing I want to talk about with Matt Smith, the reason I sort of mentioned it is Sulphur fans are buzzing, which you're going to be when you look at it on paper. Yeah, he's a great man up front. He is. Mate, five goals in 80 games. Really? He's scored five in his last 80 games, apparently. Wow. Um, that's now, that, that's it changes everything, doesn't it? It changes everything. Um, yeah, it, it does change everything, if that's if that's correct. And I mean... They need, they do need a tall man up front. Um, I think if, obviously, again, I've forgotten his name, he got sent off on Saturday... If they've ever, uh, you know, because Hunter was just crying about everything. I mean, he was a proper winger, wasn't he? Um, mm. I think if they have a tall man up front with the guy who got sent off, I think they'll do all right. Um, I know the perfect. I know the perfect guy. I know the perfect guy as well. Free agent. He's a free agent right now. <laughs> oh <is>. yes! <laughs> oh yes! Yes. Um, so oh, essentially, dear. in the last, he's played. 50 games for Millwall in the championship in the oh. last two seasons and scored four goals. Can, can um, ask, uh, this player that Grant's talking about, can I ask two questions? One, do people think he's like Messi? People do think he's like Messi. Two, do people think he's like Ronaldo? He thinks he's like Ronaldo. <laughs> <laughs> So there we go. Salford Magic. City are going after Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> <laughs> um, Magic Mike yeah. Fondop. Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Um, oh. Speaking of speaking of wondrous strikers, Jermaine Defoe. That's that. I, I can't see. You know, no, no, no. He, he's going to be champion. He's going to no. be apparently Sunderland are after him till the oh, end okay. of the season. I can see that. He said he wants to play in front of a crowd again before he retires. So I can only see if a deal's done with Jermaine Defoe being it to the end of the season and a club that he's got an affinity with, and I think it'll be Sunderland. I thought you were going to say Hartlepool. <laughs> I'd love it, but I just couldn't see it. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I think anyone would love it. It's the same as, you know, I don't know if you, you saw this, Chris, but we were, the rumours that were going around the last few days, um, were, were, were us being in talks with Lee Griffiths? Don't want him. Oh, you don't want him. No, you Mate, I, I, I don't believe so. I don't believe that. I'm just saying, obviously, we're, we're here no, to talk about things that people are reporting, people are what saying. You're, what you're doing is you're looking on Facebook where... Yeah, that's what, that's what, that's what we're here to do. Ridiculous comment. Seriously, Lee Griffiths. Mate, right, so do you know where the entire script for tonight's, tonight's pod, podcast has come from? I got it straight off of Nick Kitchen's oh, Twitter page. Yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> if, uh, if, if, we're going, if we're going by what's said in like, the League 2 fa- Facebook pages, all we'd be talking about is away attendances, wouldn't we? How, oh, and home, and home, home attendances, It was funny. Oh. There, was a, there was a boy, I can't remember the name of him, in the League 2 football group. He put up the other day, he went, right, lads, I'm fed up. Everyone, all they talk, all they talk about on this group is, is attendances. He says, so I'm leaving the group. So he, he just made this big song and dance announcement about leaving the League 2 group. So, Did you not see yeah. my response to him? Did you not see my response? What, what, team, did he, what team did he support? He didn't, he didn't even tell us, but I just wrote underneath, I'll put, mate, this in an airport, you don't have to announce your departures. <laughs> just, just left him to it. I was gonna. I was hoping he stayed, and I was gonna take. I took a picture at the at our game against Carlisle. Me taking that picture was probably the most entertaining thing that happened at it. Of the, us taking six hundred and thirteen, and I was gonna put it up, but he, he's left the group. Got, so you took. You essentially took less on a Tuesday night to Carlisle, which Carlisle see you as their rivals. You brought more to Bradford, yeah. but on away attendances. Rochdale this Saturday, Chris. 
two and a half thousand sold. Yeah, we, do you know what? We always we always follow well. Um, I we love it. We love a day out at Rochdale as know, well. Saw, was it someone on on Twitter who put unpopular opinion? Bradford City are not the biggest team in League Two, and um, I mean, let's face it, as as shit as we are, we we are the biggest club in League Two. There is no doubt about that. Um, I do. I can't disagree with that. To be fair, yeah. When you look at a team that's top Forest Green, have about. 20 fans going. Yeah. Because everyone and else. That, that's, so just, just the amount of the vegans last, in the UK. Which, yeah, that's it. And, and and the last thing, I think, sort of before we wrap this up, um, Forest Green, you just mentioned them. And I think if we're talking about a League 2 podcast, we've got to at least touch on Forest Green. I don't like them. I don't like them. I, I, I'll be honest. I don't like Forest Green. But respect to them, what they're doing in the league. At what stage in this season do you look at Forest Green and you go, right, they're up this year? Because for me, done for me. Do you th- is it done for you? Because yeah, for me, it's, it's been a case of arguing week and week out, trying to find a reason. Done for me. Yeah. They are. They, they're going up. Um, they are they winning the league though. Yes. yes. I oh, mean, I hundred percent. So. I mean, I the think only thing, the only thing for me that will stop them winning the league. Which like might be starting to happen now is if Tranmere find their shooting boots. Yeah. Well, I mean it is happening. I think they won four 0 last week. Tranmere. Do you know what game and what game was it that turned Tranmere's fortunes around, Chris? Oh, we were there. We were there. Tranmere. Tranmere looking at the table right now. They've only conceded fifteen, but they've only yeah. scored twenty seven. They're sitting second in forty five points. Yeah. If they'd been shooting, they would have been absolutely cruising this season. But yeah. and Forest, they've, they've Forest Green it. have been flying. They've been untouchable this season. And surprisingly up there is Sutton. Do you know what? they? Again, it's that National League thing. I, I, I genuinely believe um, that every team that comes up from the National League for the next God knows how many years will potentially go back up. There's so much money in the National League now, you know. It's ridiculous. Uh, and the difference, the difference I mean, in quality is not massive either. The, no, the, the I, National League's quality is, no, for no. a lot of teams has got better. And I, th- See, I think you look at some of the teams. You look at some of the teams that are in there, and there's teams like Kingsland and Dover who will play with a couple of big men, and their team, a boxer playing at centre back. But then you've got your teams like your Chesterfields, your Stockports, your Wrexhams, who are just pumping money in. Yeah. And but they're screwed if they don't go up this year because financial fair play comes in so. there. I, 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 I'm not sure that that. Yeah, maybe. maybe. So it, not not because not because they'll they, essentially it, there's no reason that they'll be screwed other than financial fair play. Stockport can't justify what they've done. Chesterfield okay. can't. Do you know what? Unpopular opinion. I think the National League is better than League Two. I think in, I think National League's got more money in it than League Two, but I, I wouldn't. That's why I believe. No, it's not. It's not. Yeah, I mean Grant's been there. He's, he's seen. <laughs> we're, we're lucky enough to not be there. But I, I the National League shit. I'd be it's, interested it's to see what the viewers viewers think to this, and whether they think that the National League quality is better than. It's horrific. It well, we'll let people horrific. we'll let people feed that yeah. back, and we can we can talk about that next week. And so. Right, we'll wrap it up. Last thing, Grant, this weekend. Going into Stevenage? this weekend. Yes. Uh, yeah, I believe you have got Stevenage this week. Um, let's have a look. Must win. Little... Is, it must, is it must win for you? I think this weekend. For us to see the game against Carlisle on Tuesday as a success, as a point away from home, I am... I think we have to win this weekend. You'll have been the happier team out of them. What score? What score do you think it's going to be? One 0 But you haven't got fond up, so we'll see how no that goes. Out. I'm going to, Chris, I'm going to go one 0 Otherwise, it'd be three <laughs> nil. Yeah, it'd be three nil. Chris, we. Uh, I mean, it's safe to say, second half Saturday, we were unplayable at parts of that game. Yeah. Going into this weekend, we've got Rochdale. You know, we've said we like going to Rochdale away. What do you, you know? Think? What I'm going to be positive. I'm going to be positive with this. I was going to say that I thought we were going to lose. I'm going to say that we usually score quite a few goals at Rochdale. I'm going to go with three-one. And does does Walker get his first goal for for us yeah, that game? Absolutely. 
Yeah. Because he is ending point for everyone who's in the, the oh, League Two watching this who right. doesn't know yet. He's a championship player who's coming mm. for every single League Two club the back end of this season. Oh, so, God. guys, I think that's a perfect point to wrap it up. We'll finish as we started with, a, again, a tribute to Mike Fondop, a silence, a second for every moment of his career at Hartlepool that he achieved. Starting from now, join us next week, guys. See you later. <laughs>